0: easy users who can handle the truth and now here's your host Gene Steinberg this week on the tech night out live we'll have Bob dr. Mac Levitis he'll be talking about all the stuff he's been working on maybe some comments about Tim Cook's appearance before the all things D conference we'll also hear from Dan Berg he's from laptop magazine they tell me he's the ios apple expert over there all this and more this week on the tech night owl live (laughs) dr mack before we started this conversation you were chewing but you weren't chewing me out you were chewing lunch yes peanut butter peanut butter on cinnamon toast oh that sounds
1: good with a cup of tea yeah it was good what kind of tea the tea is English breakfast tea with some fresh mint leaves in it. How chic! Well, because I'm just the chicest guy. I'm Mr. Hipster, you know.
0: What is this story here? I heard that Google is going to bring gigabit internet to me, yes, and to Directly to well, you, actually. Person- let me, let's explain this, okay? Google has added this gigabit internet service. It's presently in Kansas City. Okay, right. if you live in Kansas City area, Missouri or Kansas you may take advantage of the service, huh? Pardon? Right. So only some neighborhoods. It's not ubiquitous there. Okay. It's not ubiquitous. It's in some neighborhoods. So now we hear that Google is going to bring the gigabit internet service, which may be enough reason to move to Austin.
1: No, no, you don't want to move here. It's too hot and too crowded and you'd hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Since it's gotten so crowded here, we're trying to discourage uh, any more immigrants. Well, maybe find
0: some wacky things your governor says, which can happen every day. Oh,
1: it happens all the time. Our governor is a whack job, but Austin is still an oasis in the middle of the insanity. (laughs) We don't need it. We don't need any more people. It's got, you know, we're the 11th largest city in America. When I moved here, we were like the 30th. It used to be a small town and now it's a city. So city traffic and everything else that comes with cities. So you're going to move from there? No. Where am I going to go? I like it here. You're used to it. Well,
0: and I'm waiting for my gigabit Ethernet. That's internet. where it is, your gigabit Ethernet. Now, you're, actually, is your gigabit I Internet. I have
1: gigabit Ethernet. What am yes, I you do, about? but you're Edith waiting
0: for figures. gigabit Internet. That's right. This way you can download movies in three seconds. Wouldn't that be slick?
1: You're going to need that for your 4K TV, I want you to know, because there's 4K TVs now, and guess what? there's no programming for them that comes in over the air or the wires. They come with a server. When you buy one, it comes with a little server so you can download movies because that's the only way you can get these 4K super high
0: def films. Well, of course, we had Vizio on our show a few weeks ago and they're coming out with a 4K set too. Now, Vizio tends to make the more economical sets, but now they have the mid-range M series that just came out and they're going to have the 4K sets later this year.
1: Well, you know, the Sony that they're showing uh, everywhere now, it's only $8,000. I mean, I, I, I say only because when I first saw 4K, it was 25000 for this, you know, like a 70-inch or whatever it was. So, you know, the price has already come
0: down to
1: 8000 and that includes the server. But there's really no content yet.
0: And also, you have to be fairly close to the set to see the difference. It's not something that if you're looking at your set 12 feet away and you have a 4k set here and the 1080p set here I'll it's tell not going to be that vast a difference
1: i'll tell you where you see the difference where you see the difference is in fine detail like for example um you can read print on that screen from the couch fine print like web page print now that's good you know you can kind of do it on your 1080p but it's not
0: not very crispy especially if you have an 80 inch set wow 80 inches you know it's soon going to My be... My uncle
1: has a 110-inch LCD. My uncle has a 110-inch LCD. No, LED.
0: 110 a inches. sharp
1: panel. 110 inches, yes.
0: Now, when you go to the multiplex, how big is that screen? Bigger than 110 inches. Right. But soon it's going to get close. You know, you'll have the whole side of the wall
1: all screen. Well, you know, some of the uh, projection, the HD projection setups will let you go to 100 inches and look pretty good already. So I, I suspect you, you'll you be able to build a real home theater. You know, the problem is, just as it's getting affordable to do it for HD, you're going to want to do it for 4K, which is going to be more expensive.
0: That's how they get you.
2: It's Well, a plot. I
1: figure I'm about probably, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an even earlier adopter than I am, and he says he's probably two years from... 4K, And I said I'm probably five years, depending on availability of programming.
0: Speaking of availability, the set that Vizio sent me to review, it's a 3D set, 55 inches. What's well, the first 3D set I've had? It's the first time I've seen 3D. And how do you like it? Well, I'll put it this way. We needed to buy a DVD the other week. We had nothing to watch. And we went to the local Best Buy store. And I bought a movie. I could have bought the 3D version. But it's like $10, 15 more, and I didn't think it was worth the bother. So I just bought the regular 2D Blu-ray version. Okay, so you're going to have gigabit internet in Austin, what, in a year or two?
1: Next year, they say. But the way it works, I understand, is they're going to come here and they're going to ask people to lobby for their neighborhood and oh. present justification why your neighborhood... uh would be a good one to bring the service to. Now, I suspect that's only part of how they decide. I can't imagine they won't try to penetrate downtown where the density is the the thickest, you know, the heaviest, where it'll cost them the least to reach each person. But other than that, I think where they're going to build in the um, in the outlying neighborhoods will, to some extent, depend on, you know, how many people make noise in that neighborhood and say, we want you here first. So I'm thinking I might, I might be doing some uh, cheerleading, because I'd sure like to have that in my neighborhood. Well, you know people at Google, don't you? Yeah, and I like choice. It would be nice to have more choices.
0: Okay, now AT&T has UVerse where you live, right? Right. Now, AT&T is claiming they might try to do this also. That's what I heard. Well,
1: wouldn't that be nice? That's even more choices. I've been thinking about, I'm, I'm using, right now, I'm all-time Warner Cable. But I'm not particularly happy, and I keep looking at the deals that AT&T is offering for bundles. And I talk to people who have the service who are pretty satisfied with it. And I'm thinking, it may be time to switch to AT&T. If they had gigabit internet, I would switch in a, in a heartbeat. I mean, if the, if the price was right. I've already got 50 megabit service, and it it's pretty good. I I mean, we have a lot of people and devices in the house using the bandwidth, and, you know, we have no trouble at all with Netflix on any of the devices or uh, streaming movies from to the Apple TV, for example. You know, we have plenty of bandwidth. So, I, I don't know. Faster would be better, of course. And this is only regular HD.
0: Now, here in the Phoenix area... The fastest speed we've got is Cox. They have one hundred fifty megabit down, twenty megabits up. I don't don't get service because that's if you want to spend hundred dollars a month for internet and they've got a special now, I think, for the first six months you pay less and then you pay the full price. But that shows what traditional cable technology can do, and if they can get one hundred fifty you figure, you know what? Maybe in a year or two they can get three hundred? Maybe if there is
1: I think Time Warner offers a higher tier than my 50, uh-huh. but I actually called up and talked to them about downgrading, you know, going down to 25, I think it was only about a 10 or $20 savings. And they, they cut me a deal on the bundle because now I've got my office phone is, is a VoIP phone with them and
0: that saved me a hundred dollars, $80 a month. It's strange, by the way. We'll get into more of this in our next segment. When you want to leave your cable provider, the price goes down. Advice. Bob Levitis joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. You know, the people we work with the most aren't always the people we see every day. Co-workers work on the go, different offices, clients are spread across the country, around the globe. You know, to work efficiently today, you need to have a stronger connection to your team to build trust and stay focused and brainstorm. And as you know, here on my radio shows, we've got people around the world that we deal with. Well, with GoToMeeting by Citrix, your entire team is just a click away. You can share the same screen and collaborate in real time. Tell me about it, even on your iPad. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com. Click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code PODCAST. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST.
3: GoToMeeting. Meeting is believing. of buying gold and silver. Again, the global elite have plans for your money, and it doesn't include you. So call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130. And I will send you a booklet with 10 reasons why gold and silver could be right for you. Again, don't get caught with money in your account when the next bank bailout hits. Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130.
4: 9th Annual Health Freedom Expo returns June 7th through June 9th at the Schaumburg Convention Center in Schaumburg, Illinois. Featuring over 75 world-renowned doctors, activists and experts. Meet Dr. Joel Wallach, author of Dead Doctors Don't Lie, actress and activist Daryl Hannah, famed Dr. Patch Adams, woman's health expert Dr. Joan Borosinko, GMO activist Jeffrey Smith, and renowned natural health doctor Dr. Joseph Mercola. Sample delicious healthy foods, watch award-winning documentaries, attend exciting panel discussions, discover the the latest natural health products. And be sure to check out the Expo Hall filled with 200 exhibitors. Don't forget about the new interactive pavilions and receive free screenings. It's all here under one roof for only $20 a day or $45 for the entire three-day weekend. It costs less than a doctor's visit, but hurry. Tickets are going fast. For tickets and info visit healthfreedomexpo.com or call 888-658-3972. The Health Freedom Expo, your one source for total natural health solutions.
5: Have you ever consume protein powder supplements I have and all of them don't taste that good have artificial flavors sweeteners or unhealthy sugars about a year ago I was introduced to a new protein powder that changed my experience this protein powder made me feel noticeably better and it tasted more delicious than any drink I've ever had here's the experience of one satisfied user named rich
6: the term best of all worlds has been belabored to death and yet I've just discovered a whey protein powder that truly deserves to be called best of all worlds best taste by far. Best results, by far. You almost feel like you're cheating that something that tastes that good could be so good for you. Thank you, Stephen, and Cocoon Nutrition. One World Way truly is the best of all worlds. The only way for me. Yours truly, Rich from Georgia. Real user, real happy.
5: Call 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com
0: So as we said, the best technique to get a good price from your cable or satellite provider is to say, I want to go. Give me a reason to stay. Bob Levitas joining us, Dr. Mac. Gigabit internet from Google coming to Austin next year. And maybe it'll be in his neighborhood or maybe his competitors will say, no, Bob Levitas lives there. Don't bring it there. Bring it to our neighborhoods instead. But, but that's, that's not, not going to happen.
1: happen. All right. I uh, I just want to say I have considered switching from Time Warner, but I don't see yet a sufficient reason to jump ship. But gigabit internet and uh, apparently uh, Google's going to offer some kind of uh, you know cable
0: TV. Yeah,
1: I guess you can't call it cable. What do you call UVerse? Is UVerse
0: cable TV? It is a cable system. It's just using a mixture of fiber and copper wires.
1: So I guess that, in a sense, Google will be operating a cable TV network also, so you can, you know, subscribe to your favorite TV
0: stuff with a DVR and everything else. It uses a wire, a wire being a cable. Therefore, yep. it is a cable connection. Therefore, they That's are cable a cable TV. provider. It's not well, like satellite, like DirecTV or Dish Network, where it's using the satellite. It's wireless. So satellite's cheaper because they use air, because air is free. Air is free, but satellites are expensive. Let me tell you this. This is where it gets murky. Each one of these companies will say, we have a better price. And if you sign up, they do for the first but a year, year or the first two yeah, years. A
1: year later, you get hit with the big, I just that's why I was ready to get rid of Time Warner, except I realized AT&T will do the same thing.
0: They all pull the same scam. The same scam, which is if you agree to keep the service for a specific amount of time, you pay a lower price. And you'll find that it's very competitive. The price differential is not that high. I mean, what you say from one service to the other is not a
1: lot, is it? Once a year, no. It's not worth it. That's the thing, it's just inconvenient. And my wife complains every time I think about it because she's got so much stuff on the DVR that she knows she'll lose if we switch.
0: Well, it's one thing where you have to kind of purge everything. That's how you switch. You watch everything, you purge it, and then you go on to your next provider. Oh,
1: that would require something. We have very little of around here. Discipline. (laughs) That stuff is there. Some of it's been on there for two years and not watched. So you can't even get the updated cable box. We actually did about a year ago, and she's since almost filled it, and it was twice as big as the last one. Oh, well.
0: We have the Genie cable box from DirecTV, and its advantage is you can record up to five shows at a time. At once, yeah. Very good. And that's interesting because remember how it used to work. You could watch one show and record another or record both shows and watch a third that you've recorded, but say there were three shows. At the same time, I'll give you an example. On NBC, CBS, and ABC, you had Castle, you had Revolution, the J.J. Abrams, John Favreau science fiction show, and you had the Hawaii 5 remake, three shows. What do you do? Do you skip you one? Cut the baby, you cut the baby into three parts. No, you now, with this box, and the other companies have a box like this, too, you watch... One show, tape the other two, or watch nothing, watch a fourth show and tape those three. Watch what's happening on USA Network. But the problem with
1: DirecTV is you still got to go to someone else then for your Internet. That's right. So there you and go. they charge more if you don't get the bundle. It's such a scam.
0: It is, I'll tell you. And then we have right. now more and more demands every so often to unbundle your cable. And I won't get into that because it's complicated because when you unbundle, the problem is that the TV networks, broadcast and cable, sell their content or license their content to cable and satellite providers as a bundle. So if you want Sci-Fi Channel and USA Network, well, NBC, Comcast has 90 other networks that you never heard of.
1: But you've got you to all take 90 all 90 networks to that's get right. those two. That's right. And that's why you can't say... I want to just subscribe to Cable News Network and, and uh, ESPN. You can't subscribe to those channels. You have to subscribe to the tier they belong to. It brings me to
0: tears having to buy a tier oh. of stuff I'll never watch. But I, I'd like you to take that comment and tear it up. Did you get a chance, Bob Levitas, to read the transcript of the Tim Cook appearance before All Things Digital, All Things D?
1: No, I did not read the transcript. I did see at least 10 articles with clips or quotes, but I did not read the whole thing. Why did he say that? I want everything a la carte, darn it.
0: He actually said very little that was new.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I, you know, I it's didn't... like
0: what bothers me here. And he maybe hinted it's... about wearable. I like that. Okay, wearable. You know, he says, I have to wear glasses because I don't see well without them. And I was thinking... Tim Cook, you are a very rich man. Get LASIK. Get contact lenses. Why? Why do you have to have glasses?
1: Because I prefer them, because I don't like people poking around my eyes with lasers or uh Well you do. I understand. I wear contact lenses. Well I tried contact lenses and they're uncomfortable and you know what? I'm not vain enough to care about wearing
0: glasses. Obviously Tim Cook isn't either. I but- guess not. Okay,
2: but so, I
1: also wouldn't go letting somebody poke a laser in my eye. Even I mean, no
0: matter how safe you tell me it is, I wouldn't either. If they offered it to me free, and I'm not asking, but if someone called up and say, "Hey, I'm from Joe Schmo's Laser Factory here, and we'll make your vision perfect," and for we're going to charge you for it, and we've got first-rate ophthalmologists here, experts at laser, they don't have any malpractice lawsuits, I would think I'll be the first one. And so I won't do it. I won't do it at all. My son has vision as bad as mine. He'll wear glasses, he'll wear contact lenses. He's only 27, just a kid. And he says, I'm not going to do it either. So there you go. That's what we think. Okay, Tim Cook, forget about that. He doesn't think much of Google Glasses. He's based That was the attack. I wear glasses because I have to, to see. So...
1: I think Google Glasses uh, deserve to be, wait, I I think they deserve a chance. I can't comment on it until I've done it for like 21 days. You know, I can't tell you if it's a great thing or a horrible thing until I've worn them for three weeks. And so, in the interim, I'm not going to say it's a terrible idea. It might be, but it might be awesome. So... I think you know, I gotta give Google credit for thinking outside the box. Whether it whether it's a good product, whether people like it or want it or use it or or whether it succeeds or fails, you gotta give them credit for developing something
0: that, you know, different. It's a very apply thing. Also you have to think what about driverless cars? I don't know about that. We have Bob Dr. McLeitis. I think usually when he's in his mini His hands are behind the wheel and on the gas or on the brake. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. America's
8: number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade.
0: We are the GCN Radio Network.
9: So, a natural disaster strikes and out goes your power. You risk losing stored food in electric freezers and refrigerators. Your options, lose all that expensive food and medication, fire up a noisy gasoline-powered generator, or switch now to a propane or natural gas-powered refrigerator from Ben's Discount Supply. Ben'sDiscountSupply.com has a complete line of propane-powered refrigerators, freezers in sizes ranging from a small camper cooler size up to a whopping 21-cubic-foot refrigerator refrigerator freezer or a 22 cubic foot deep freezer in stock and ready to ship anywhere bensdiscountsupply.com also stocks a full line of solar powered appliances to get you completely off the grid check out bensdiscountsupply.com or call 800-771-7702 that's 800-771-7702 or click bensdiscountsupply.com for camping home or bug out location bank on bensdiscountsupply.com
10: Hi, I'm Steve Shank, founder of Direct. Right now, we have a huge number of Americans that are in serious trouble right smack dab in the middle of the Oklahoma disasters. I know that thousands of you, like us, are frustrated with not being able to help those who have lost so much and are in so much pain. We can't stand idly by. Food is the best way to help the victims and support the relief effort. We have a plan for any of you who would like to partner with us in providing food in this desperate time of need. We've built a seven-day emergency food package containing breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a whole week for one adult valued at $60. Your $25 will ship this life-saving supply directly to those in need. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com. That's 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com. The food is contributed at considerably less than cost. Thank you.
12: Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
0: Before we go on with other discussions, Bob Levitas, wait, Dr. Matt Wait,
1: wait, time out. Did you say my Mini?
0: Don't you drive a Mini? Not anymore,
1: no. Oh. It's been a long time. No, the Mini... Got old and and, uh, infirm, so I got rid of it and got an Audi. A4? A4 convertible. A convertible, yo, you're a convertible man, huh? I live in Austin, Texas. We have like 300 days a year that are good convertible weather. 65 that are over 100 degrees, so don't come here, it's too hot. (laughs) Hey, I'm in the Phoenix area. (laughs) Oh, for you, I, I bet it would be a vacation from the heat
0: it would be like going and suffering from a cold spell but you know i'll tell you something about me about it's not a dry heat it's a moist heat oh that's better maybe or worse you know i'll tell you something though in my entire life i can't think of more than one or two occasions where i have ridden in a convertible really i like something over my
1: head really yeah i like getting a little fresh air not too much sun but some and it's, uh, you know, the weather here is perfect for it. I really don't drive that much with the top down, but to go to the grocery store or something makes the ride more pleasant most days.
0: Let's see, I was on a motorcycle a couple of times. That's the ultimate open-air experience. I wore a helmet. Yeah, but I like my bones, so
1: I don't go on motorcycles much anymore.
0: Yeah, well, one of our other regular guests, Daniel Aaron Dilger has had a few encounters with broken bones as a result of his motorcycle riding. Does he still ride? I haven't asked him lately. Well, I hope not, because I like his writing.
1: (laughs) He's a good writer. He's a great writer. I think he should write some books. Mm, He should.
0: The book business is good. Is it? I have no complaints. I like the book business. Let's go back to Tim Cook. Forget about Google Glasses and what he said, obviously wearables, we understand Apple's looking into it, which doesn't mean there's going to be an iWatch. We go back to Apple TV. Now, according to what he said, Apple TV, there are 13 million sales since it first came out in 2007, of which 6 million were sold in 2012. The Apple TV is, other than gaming consoles that have those extra features like an Xbox, the Apple TV is numeral uno in that business with, what, two-thirds or three-quarters of the market compared to the Roku. So Apple basically has a hobby that dominates a market. They have a grand vision. That's all Tim Cook said. Well, the living room experience with TV hasn't caught up to the 21st century. We have a grand vision. He said that before in different words. What is his grand vision? Is it even worth considering?
1: Well, I, I have to think that Apple does better interfaces than anyone else for devices like the Apple TV. Uh, I have Roku, and I have cable TV, and what else we have? Uh, All kinds of semi-smart and smart DVD and and, uh, Blu-ray players. And Apple gets the way human interfaces work, and I think Apple could make your... Cable TV experience, when you sit down in front of your TV and start flicking through the channels of cable TV, I think Apple could make that the guide and picking something and finding something you want to watch, whether it's streaming or uh, being broadcast. I think that is where Apple could be brilliant and, you know, where you sit down and you don't know what you want to watch and all of your opportunities can be presented kind of unequal footing i want to see i want to see a drama i want to see a mystery and, and it'll say you know there's this on netflix which you already subscribed to there's this on hulu which you already subscribed to uh you can buy these episodes of this a la carte and uh there's also this on netflix for free
0: right now apple doesn't integrate anything you have yeah. netflix and Hulu Plus on Apple TV, but it's a totally right. separate service with a separate app. It's basically just playing apps. Apple has their own app. They have their apps. They're adding the CW network. Time Warner and CBS on CW, and you've got Arrow and all those cool shows over there and Vampire Diaries.
1: I don't, I don't know how Apple, you know, a lot of times you hear people say that Apple is going to go into the cable TV business, that they're going to they're get uh, programming and offer it the way cable operators do and i just don't see the industry playing ball with apple to that extent especially without steve jobs well what they might do
0: is provide the app so if you're a customer of time warner cable you get the time warner app that you play on your apple tv but it uses the maybe- apple interface
1: And they may be able to get, if they could get two big players, Apple, if Apple could get, say, Time Warner and Comcast to buy into that, then yes. But I don't, you know, getting those guys to do anything is like turning the Titanic on a dime. Sure, but it's still their customer. A customer is a customer. So what's the problem with having? Well, I think, I think Apple, Apple would go to the cable guys and say, look, you can either play with us or we're just going to steal all your customers. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, Tim Cook's a pretty hard-nosed businessman. He may come across as low-key, but I hear he's pretty tough when he has to be.
1: I'm sure he is. And that's probably the approach that they'll take. But, you know, will it will it fly? I don't know.
0: Right it's now, hard. it's the only game in town. Nobody cares about Google TV. Roku certainly doesn't have the cloud, so who knows. But, you know, it gets to be more scattered. Right now, for example, we have Amazon is going to start with their instant video adding original programming. We have Netflix where they've got some original programming. So suddenly you want to see all the good shows. You might have to buy four or five services. That's really confusing.
1: I agree. I agree. Something has to be done. But who will do it?
0: If Apple can figure a way and get them to cooperate. But the thing I wonder about here is they made such a big spiel. As you say, you know, what, 5, 10, 15 articles about what Tim Cook said. He didn't say anything. What did he say that's different than what he said the last time he was interviewed by somebody? I'm listening. Well, we still have serious interest in TV. Now he calls it a grand vision. What's the difference? Well, maybe it's a grand vision. That means it's a vision that's worth $1,000. Oh, okay. So he's telling you that the Apple connected TV will cost $1,000.
1: Yes, I think it's a secret code. He says a grand vision, $1,000 vision
0: okay and of course he's not dismissing the idea of having more than one new iphone but he's not accepting it either well
1: there's always been one you know one current iphone but that doesn't mean that there always will be one current iphone i can't imagine that the product line will stay uh monolithic for much longer that's my prediction
0: so instead of selling last year's model and the one from the year before there will be a new iPhone 5s or something and there will be something else in the iPhone 5 family which will be maybe the cheaper plasticky version but you have to think Samsung doesn't worry about plastic there
1: different th- screen sizes too you know I right. think that's where the the key dif- differentiator is this way Apple can not only have the bigger screen size, but offer a high-end product in the smaller, slimmer form factor some people love. And that way, you know, they're like uh, two mints in one. They they get both of those good
0: customers. So if you want the larger size and you don't mind taking a phone and not being able to navigate the screen with one hand. Well, I
1: think that's wrong because I can navigate my... Uh, I can navigate my... I've had many with one hand, kind of. Kind of, sort of. As long as it's on a table.
0: Yeah, well, then you're leaving it on the table and you're kind of taking your one hand and moving it up and down. That's you know, so right. We mean holding it in your hand.
1: It's pretty awkward, even with the iPhone, to do much more than a couple of taps with one hand. I mean, yeah, you can usually tap the right place with one hand, but you can't
0: really type one-handed or do much more than open an app. Imagine what it's like if you have a certain phone, as I have in my hand right now, my greasy hands now, that has a five-inch screen. It's not easy. It's not easy being Bob Dr. McLevitis. He'll tell you that. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
8: Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more.
0: We are the GCN Radio Network. Folks, you'll want to hear this. No matter what size your business, people don't take you seriously unless you have a professional-looking website. You can empower your business with a stunning online presence, and it's free. Join over 30 million people who have built their websites with Wix. Once again, it's completely free. It requires absolutely no design or coding skills. Want to know more? Check out wix.com. That's W I X.
6: com.
13: If you love pineapple as much as I do, I've got some great news for you. You're going to love this offer from Freeze-Dry Guy. For the month of May, Freeze-Dry Guy is offering the finest quality freeze-dried pineapple, a case of six number 10 cans yielding 114 servings at a special introductory price. First quality freeze-dried pineapple grown and packed with nothing added. This healthy treat works wonders with salad. It's great for snacking, hiking, hunting, camping, and for ad- to your food storage program and please note that freeze dry guys foods will store on your shelf for decades order now and get free shipping to your front door within the lower 48 states the special introductory price is good until may 31st for more information and a free complete product list go to freeze guy.com or phone 866-404-3663 FreezeDryGuy.com guy.com 866-404-3663
14: Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com.
12: This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract, and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure
2: I had nothing to lose.
14: Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects.
12: I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone.
14: Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com.
12: I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone.
14: Heart and Body Extract, for a long and healthy life. Do you know what's
12: going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg.
0: Bob, Dr. Mack yep. joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. I remarked between the second break, that was a good segue. What do you think? Do you think I do good segues? I like segues. I went on a segue tour of
1: Philadelphia. Oh, you're talking about, like, a segue. I, I thought you were talking about those little two-wheel rolling gyroscopic things that you ride around on city tours. Oh, no. My bad. That's Okay. Your segue was good. I did have a question. Do, you said you have a 5-inch phone. That can't be an Apple. What kind of phone do you have? Well, Samsung sent
0: Stop. me a Galaxy S4.
1: Really? They never send me anything. You don't? They never send me, no. Well, you have
0: huh? Dr. Mac wants, in your name. What do you think?
1: Nobody wants to send me, and nobody ever offers to send me Android phones. I would try one. I mean, look, I've seen more than one of my peers write an article that said that they're using one and they love it and they've switched. And in fact, Guy Kawasaki told me that real men use Android. Oh, yes, I'm a real man. Yes, he's a man. I'm a real
0: man. I'm starting to sound like the former governator there. You know, I saw this film he did, the former governator, called The Last Stand, and I thought the way he acted in that movie would be his last movie. It was so bad. I mean, you know, he's a bad actor, but he's effective in what he does, and maybe he needs to practice again. But the last stand, he was dreadful. He looked old. He looked haggard, which may be what the character was supposed to be. He looks old and haggard. Yes, he does. Poor guy. The guy is 65 hope years old. I come and
1: beat me up for that, but he does. I will beat you up. I will hunt you down and kill you. I'll be right with, back with my uh, rifle.
0: How we have descended on the show. From All talking right, technology, we're way. now doing bad, bad imitations of Arnold. Have you seen any of the summer movies yet?
2: Yes,
1: indeed. I saw Iron Man in 3D IMAX, and it was terrific. I really liked it. And I saw the Star Trek uh, also in 3D IMAX, and I enjoyed that a lot, too. And those are the two big summer blockbusters. I have not seen Hangover 3, and I have not seen whatever else big open
0: recently. Fast and Furious, number 17 or something like that. I lose track of those franchises. Star Trek Into Darkness, I saw Iron Man 3. I did not. Star Trek Into Darkness, I think the only thing I'll tell you about the film is, yes, it's true, the villain is Khan, but he's not the only villain. Okay? Peter Weller plays another villain. Another bad guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Robocop guy. That's
0: right. The Robocop guy. I I knew I recognized that guy from somewhere. He plays the future, potential future grandfather of Captain Kirk's love child. All right. You didn't say spoiler alert. (laughs) You know, this is already out there. Now, I can't tell you anything more about this, but one of the films I'm really looking forward to seeing is the Man of Steel film, which is the Superman reboot. Yes. A guy named... Henry Cavill, he's a British actor.
1: But he looks like Superman. He looks more like Superman than some of those other Superman men. Okay, I mean, you look
0: at him, you look at George Reeves. You look at Kirk Allen, who played Superman back in the 40s. Just check the pictures online. You look at Christopher Reeve. But this guy is more muscular than Christopher Reeve. And as an actor, as a pure actor, he's probably a better actor. But Christopher Reeve's problem, I think, was he overdid Clark Kent. I think he tried to make Clark Kent a goofball. And I understand this. In the 70s, you had to be over the top because it was a movie about a comic book character. But today, of course, it's realism. You know, you've got to think that Superman is really the alien orphan who comes to Earth and has to kind of find himself. It's not just he comes here and he's goody two-shoes. You know, it's like Batman, you know, Batman being the troubled guy. It's the same producer, you know, for this film. So that's how it goes. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know about The Lone Ranger, with Johnny Depp as Tonto.
1: Oh, yeah, I do want to see that. I like, uh, I like Johnny Depp's getup. I've seen the trailer for that, and he looks almost as ridiculous as Captain Jack Sparrow. So that's worth seeing, I think.
0: Right. And he still talks in pidgin English, by the way, which a lot of the people who are Native Americans criticized. You know. I
1: think he only takes. Uh, I think he only takes parts where he gets to talk like a uh, Neanderthal of some sort. Yeah, like good men wear masks. Like, he doesn't like a lot of dialogue anymore. So I have a question for you. Have you tried Type Two iPhone, which is this app that for five bucks on your Mac that lets you just use your Mac to type into places on your iPhone? Like when someone sends you a text message.
0: On a Mac, type to iPhone. No, I have not seen yeah.
1: it. It's type and then the number two. oh, type to phone. And in fact, I suspect because it's just using Bluetooth that you can connect to any phone that has Bluetooth and type. So can I, can can type type I can type to Samsung.
0: I can type to Samsung. Okay. Right.
1: So if somebody sends you a text message on your phone and you have a long reply, you can type it on your Mac keyboard. You'll see it in this little window on the screen, but it'll be sent to your phone, and it'll type wherever you just clicked. One of my favorite new things, type to phone.
0: Okay, you just advertised it.
1: Well, it's a really cool deal for five bucks. I mean, it's something that I looked at how to do a million times. You know, I just kept looking for a a suitable solution, like using a Bluetooth keyboard was one idea. But then you've got a Bluetooth keyboard that's on. You've got to switch between them. This is really cool because there's a menu and you can click to connect to a device. You don't have to go into Bluetooth and do any setup or anything. Well, one time. But once you've set it up, it remembers all the devices that you've used it with. You can switch between them from a menu. And it makes your Mac keyboard literally type right into your iPhone or iPad, which is something that I find really handy. Uh, for a lot of things like filling out a form if i start filling out a form on my ipad i'll run to the computer to finish it because it's so much easier to type all that stuff on a keyboard keyboard
0: five bucks it's called type two phone or type two iphone type two phone type two phone type two phone there it is it's at the app store yes it is there it is right there productivity app it's gotten four and a half star rating
1: As well it should. It's, you know, it's an inexpensive, very cool little, it's a one-trick pony, but it does its one trick very well, and it's a useful trick. I give it my highest thumb up. Okay, I'm going to buy it.
0: Okay, here we go. It's worth five bucks, trust me. I bought it.
1: No, actually, I didn't. The guy gave it to me but I would have bought it
0: for 4.99 you got to be cheap if you don't pay for it I mean
1: No you know why the guy emailed me and he wanted me to try one of his other pieces of software and he said by the way have you tried this and I said no and he said let me send you a license for it and you know what I like this a lot I just think it's a really it's not pretty it's just functional and it works
0: you know just perfectly with multiple devices which I really like I will try it with a Samsung phone and okay. see what it does you know right. see what happens and i'll be using the tactile quiet pro keyboard for matthias that's the quiet version of their keyboard
1: yes i know i've heard about it and i've been thinking it was almost time to order one but you, you hear know, this you
0: hear this this is it this is how quiet it is yeah that's it
1: i have the matthias one want to hear it of course but you know what I can't bring myself to give up my Matthias One, even though I think the quieter one would be a better fit for me. I just love this keyboard, and there's nothing at all wrong with it. Not one thing. I mean, there's just if it had a flaw, I would say, okay, I'll order that new one. And I'm sure that I could get them to send me one to review, but I've already reviewed this one and raved about it, and the other one's just kind of like this one except quieter. And I did say, you know, you better be prepared to live with a clackety-clack. But to me, that's the sound of money. <laughs> we're
0: going to do this on the air, okay? What? We've got a type 2 phone, and we're going to see if we can do this with a Samsung phone, okay? Oh, all right. Now, with an Android phone, sometimes you have to do extra steps to get to a place. So maybe we have to do 27 different things. Let's see. So let's see what happens now. It says okay let's see if it works click here to connect okay connect to new device and i don't see it okay it must be an ios device okay let me see does it say that it says connect to a new device the first connection with a new iPhone, device. iphone ipad or apple tv right so sorry about so, that well you can use it with your ipad yeah i use it with the ipad that's what i'll do Oh, this would be fun where I'll start typing something and my wife's looking and says, Gene, what are you doing? I can always blame my guest, say it's his fault. That's who did it. That's why all those words are appearing on your iPad, or maybe it's one of them. We have Bob Levitis joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in The Tech Night Out Live.
16: Introducing a 30-day emergency food supply for only $99. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can purchase Oregon Trail Foods' one-month supply of high-quality, nutritious, and healthy emergency meals for less than $100. These vegetarian meals are all-natural, non-GMO, high in carbs and protein, and are packed with oxygen absorbers in Mylar pouches. They take up to 70% less space than number 10 cans, have a 20-year shelf life, and huge portions. Over twice the serving size of some competitors' meals. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low by buying direct from producers in Oregon and then pass the savings on to you. Purchase a 30-day 90-serving emergency food supply for only $99 this month and $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Call 541-673-6666 or visit 30dayfoodsupply.com where they make preparedness affordable. 30dayfoodsupply.com. Got it? Get it. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com.
7: Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
0: With Bob, Dr. Mac Levitas, we're having a great old time here as we progress in the second hour of the Tech so- Night Owl Live. A little bit later, we'll hear from Dan Berg of Laptop Magazine. Now, I have a question for you. Yes, sir.
1: What happened to iDVD? Where is iDVD? It doesn't come with your Mac anymore. It's not available in the Apple uh, Mac App Store. What's up? Where'd it App, go? Apple done killed it. Are you sure? There's no. There was not, no announcement that it's dead. I have it right here. You have a
0: copy of it? Yes, I do.
1: Yes, yeah, so do I. So does anybody that installed an operating system or bought a Mac with an operating system prior to Lion. But I believe after Lion, it, it stopped being bundled. That's the. I'm waiting to hear from Apple. I asked for a clarification because I wrote a story and said, hey, this won't cost you much. You've already got what you need. It's on your hard disk, a copy of iDVD. Well, it turns out that it, that's not true anymore. You know, for so long you got your your Mac and it had the iLife Suite on it. I I had no idea that that
0: didn't happen anymore. Well, remember, Apple's moving away from optical drives. So how have iDVD if you have, for example, a MacBook Air, a MacBook Pro with a Retina display, a new iMac, a Mac Mini? You can't use it.
1: Well, that's fine. Unless what you buy an external
0: drive. You can buy an external drive, I guess. What about the rest of us? Right. You have a 2009 Mac Pro. I do. <laughs> okay, so yeah, now it's that... Still got your fingerprints all over it. I didn't clean them off. I
1: I actually uh, saved them. You know, I framed them. Is this a way
0: to frame me? Could be. Oh. All right. I should be getting the drum kit here, so every time... We but it's this bad. Oh, no, listen, I'm not going to do that. We do that when we go on Craig Crossman's show. He's got the drum kit, but yes, he, he won't let me use it. I was on it.
1: his show last night. No, yeah. Monday night. No,
0: Tuesday night. Last Tuesday night. I was on a show last Friday. Yeah, right. You should see what we said about you. Oh boy. Hey, I'm kidding him, folks. I said nothing about him.
1: And I said nothing about you. Okay. On the air, at least.
0: Off the air, forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. Okay, so Apple gave up iDVD with no announcement. It it just—it wasn't steved, it was cooked.
1: Well, it might be cooked, but I'm waiting to find out. I uh, had two people at Apple who were looking into it and getting me the official story, because as far as I can tell, there is no official story. And I'm curious, because I wrote a story about it and got it wrong because there's no official story it just kind of quietly died i think so i will find out died on the
0: vine yes speaking of products and then we talked before about this type 2 phone for ios and ipad and iphone you're talking here about a floating speaker system is this for the swimming pool in the back of your home
1: yeah, I was just going to say, you know, summer's coming up, and we've got, you know, the outdoors is, uh, you know, you go outdoors more and hang out by the pool. So I've been testing a bunch of waterproof stuff, which has been pretty fun. Um, and this Eco X-Gear speaker is 99 bucks. It's a Bluetooth speaker. It's waterproof. And it floats, which is a really good uh, quality if you're going to take it somewhere that's deeper than a few feet deep. <laughs> um, or a lake or any place like that. It's, it's bright orange and black. So I think you'll see it floating. Uh, and it floats pretty well. And when it's floating with the grill up, you can hear the music pretty well if you're near it. Um, and it's pretty rugged, you know, it's all covered in that rubberized, rubbery, ruggedized material. It's, pretty shockproof i I imagine it would withstand a pretty good drop i'm not going to go throwing it down but i did toss it into the jacuzzi while it was on and it it did fine with that i'm pretty impressed for 100 bucks retail 100 bucks list price how does it sound watery no it actually sounds pretty good when it's dry and when it gets wet it's a little more muffled but it still works And you can just shake the water out of it. It's pretty cool, really. Um, I've got a lot of speakers here. A couple of them are water-resistant and say that you can use them by the pool but not immerse them. It's the only one I've seen so far that's really waterproof. And speaking of waterproof, I I also have a case called the Hit Case Pro that you put your iPhone into, and it turns it into basically a GoPro camera with a wide-angle lens. Waterproof, shockproof, uh, and with the rail mount system that the gopro uses so you can mount it on your chest on your uh helmet handlebars there's a suction cup mount with the rail that you can use in your car um they have a wide range of accessories and so you you don't have to buy the 400 dollars camera anymore you can use your iphone which has a pretty good video camera and the uh, case has this uh, wide angle lens built in it's not a case you would use i don't think when you're not doing something, that you're shooting through the wide-angle lens and, you know, that you need the active protection. But it survived. Uh, I took it river rafting in the River Jordan, and it did fine. I mean, it was in the water with me a couple times, and we, we basically got some very good video that I'd never have gotten uh, without a waterproof case. Now, I also have a, um, a life-proof case. And that's my everyday case, which is also waterproof, but it doesn't have any mounting hardware, so you can't really wear it uh, when you're doing something active. And it it's, um,
0: doesn't have the wide-angle lens. I like this wide-angle lens thing. How it's well really does cool. that integrate with the lens on the iPhone?
1: You can't tell that you're using a third-party lens. You can't, it's just, it just looks great, and they have their own camera app that's free. That uh, it has a heads-up display, so you can display your velocity, your uh, speed in miles per hour, your elevation, your g forces. If you're driving around corners, the g-force meter will show you, you know, how many g's you're pulling as you turn the corner, and and it's pretty cool. Uh, The the app is actually free, and you don't have to use it with their with their uh, hardware. You know, it'll work without their without their lens but it's it's neater with their thing it's called
0: vidometer v-i-d-o meter do you think they should make an iphone that could work in the water maybe a ruggedized iphone for people in business
1: well i'll tell you if you want a ruggedized iphone that'll work in water you get a a life proof case which is very thin it's it's less bulky than a lot of the uh, what do they call them ruggedized cases that I've seen that aren't waterproof, you know, like the um, ballistic or Otterbox cases are bigger. They, they're thicker and bulkier than the LifeProof. The LifeProof will protect uh, from a drop up to six feet and uh, water down to eight or ten feet, and then you can shoot in the water. I take mine in the hot tub all the time.
0: Listen to this guy. He's got a hot tub. He's got a swimming pool. We don't have a swimming pool, but we have a dog.
1: I don't and- have a pool. I just have a hot
0: tub. Oh, okay. You don't have a pool at all. Okay. Don't need a pool. Okay. We don't because we're happy with the dog, and we don't want the dog to try to fall into the water and have a problem. Oh, my dog swims. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this one does or not. I'm you told know how they that- find out? You just throw him in the water. Oh, yeah, that's what I can do. I just can't wait to throw him in the water.
1: I watched my neighbor do it. She told me that she wasn't sure she has French bulldogs, And she said she'd heard that French bulldogs sink and can't swim because their chests are so big. So she said, well, there's only one way to find out. And she took the dog over to the edge of the pool, put it down on the edge of the pool, and kicked it in. Said, I'm here. If the dog starts to go under, I'll jump in and get him. But I need to know so I can, you know, leave the house without worrying. And guess what? Bulldogs, or at least her bulldog, swam to the steps and got out of the pool thought nothing of it
0: all right it's worth a try we have a bichon a big bichon maybe has a little poodle in him named teddy bear we have to see what happens this show by the way is not going to the dogs where's the drum for that oh uh, you have to go on craig crossman's radio show for the drums bob levitas joining us i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live <laughs>
18: Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com.
6: We'd like to hear from you. If you have
7: any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at techniteowl.com. That's news at techniteowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at owl.com slash radio. That's owlcom slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes.
0: Bob Levitas joining us. He's Dr. Mac. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. And we know that as we do this show, we're not so many days away from the Worldwide Developers Conference. That's the Apple event that sold out in two minutes flat. So. Did it take that long? I thought it was like 45 seconds. I don't know. Someone says two minutes, but. All right. Two minutes sounds fast enough to me. Whatever it is, and Apple called some developers and said, you know what, you couldn't get a ticket, we've got one anyway for you. So somewhere there's a little bit of deception going on there. Let us look at what might happen. I guess Tim Cook let the cat out of the bag. There's going to be a new cat, OS 10 an iOS 7.
1: Yeah, but he didn't mention a name for the cat, did he? No, he did not. I have inside information.
0: It's being called Bobcat in my honor. Right. And if you can believe that, you can believe anything.
1: You don't believe you don't buy that, do you? Okay, No.
0: Fine. It will not be Bobcat. We'll see. It will be Bobcat. Well, I'll make a deal with you. If it is Bobcat dinner on me, but I'm not going to drive to Austin for you to take right. me up on it. To if come it's to not,
1: dinner. you have to come to Austin and I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> I, I can get you a visa to come visit Austin as long as you don't stay.
0: I have to call Governor Perry or something?
1: No, you don't have to do anything. This is the People's Republic of Austin. We're different.
0: All right. So how do you think Apple might change iOS? They're talking about... They're going to make it more flat. Flat. So black and white and flat all over.
1: Is that what it's going to be? I think there'll be less eye candy. And I believe uh, things will become more functional. I think the the use of the screen real estate will be streamlined even further and i think it'll look better and make it easier to do things we'll see you know i'd sure like to see real multitasking the idea of being able to look at two things side by side rather than having to look at them sequentially would be very nice
0: i would think if that's done it would be for the ipad the ipad makes a lot of sense
1: even on a five inch iphone or an iphone with retina display i could see you know having numbers on one screen or some text that you need to refer to while you're doing something else on the other side of the screen. I just think you know it would be very nice to be able to not have to choose which one occupies screen space. I, I agree, though, the iPad screen is much more, I think, likely uh, to benefit from something like that, but still, if they're going to go to a five-inch screen, I, I would hope to see a, a better implementation of multitasking. We'll see. What else do you think Apple might do for
0: iOS 7?
1: Change the name of
0: all the apps back
1: to their original name. So, you know, you'll get Address Book and uh, iCal and... No, I'm kidding. They're not going to do that. I don't know. Um, better, faster, stronger. I think maybe some uh, uh, cloud-based abilities Uh, what about radio isn't apple doing some kind of spotify radio thing maybe that if they can get the licensing
0: together maybe
1: well i would think it's gotten easier to get that kind of licensing considering the popularity of services like spotify and and uh rhapsody and there's what's the other one pandora uh, Pandora, RDO, radio, whatever it's called. There's a lot of services that are serving up uh, streaming audio on a subscription basis that have access to a lot of popular music. I'm a big Spotify fan. I love Spotify, man. They have everything I like to listen to. We won't ask what's that. The Guess Who today, you could see on my Facebook. I just rec- i recommended you listen to a couple of their songs today. The Guess Who? The Guess Who.
0: Yeah okay that guy's name is burton cummings and yes, boy does he, he have a great voice he does he had a couple of solo hits also burton cummings what is he doing nowadays i believe he's in the guess who they're still <laughs> performing
1: i believe they are he was in uh, ringo Starr's band a few years ago i saw him with ringo Starr. ringo star like takes out a touring band every year with different players and he was one of them and he sang a few of his songs with a really great band that featured, I think, Todd Rundgren on guitar.
0: Well, I'll tell you why. If you look at the current membership of the Guess Who, Randy Bachman is not there, Burton Cummings is not there. So forget about it. Oh, so I'm not going to see this year's concert.
1: A couple years ago, he was touring with them, though. Anyway, he's got a great voice. He has, and what's great is Spotify has a couple of live albums that I didn't even know existed before and that I probably wouldn't have bought for 10 bucks each or 12 bucks each, but I'm really enjoying listening to both of the live albums on my subscription to Spotify, which is free, unless you get the pro version for 10 bucks a month, like me. Worth it. It's like Hulu and Hulu Plus. I don't know about that, because I don't have Hulu, but... What it gets you for your ten bucks is the ability to save music on your devices and take it with you when you don't have an internet connection, which for me is worth ten bucks a month.
0: Do they have some way though of killing the music if you stop paying?
1: Yeah, it's it's in some weird you know it's like you don't have songs you have some file that you can't do anything with once you've unsubscribed. No, actually, I don't know about that. I guess when you stop paying, you can't listen to it when you're offline anymore, but you could listen to it for
0: free when you're on. Uh, when you have an internet connection so it's not like for example adobe creative suite where if you stop paying your 50 bucks a month you can't use the apps of course you keep the files the files you can use but you know if it's an indesign file you can't open it anyway
1: yeah i don't think anything opens an indesign
0: file except indesign actually there is a quark express extension Uh, that would be smart designed to open indesign files all
1: right Okay, that's good. There's a Quark extension, so if you can't afford 50 bucks a month, you can afford Quark for 800 Okay. Yes, but at least you buy it, you own it. That's true, and you know, I think that will become a very big selling point for Quark in the short, in the short run. I think there's a lot of people who aren't comfortable with this whole, you know, app, Adobe holds my future in their cloud. And that's kind of a scary thought, that your apps could stop working because the internet went down.
0: Well, Microsoft is doing kind of a hybrid version, where they give you physical copies, but they also have the cloud-based version.
1: Well, that's how Adobe works. It's just that you have to
0: check in with their server. Well, yes, but in the case of Microsoft, you can still get real copies of the applications. Here, the copies are only as good as the next server check-in. As the last, yeah, the last authentication, right? Right, until the next server check-in. Oh, you didn't pay? Well... It doesn't your, matter. Your that it doesn't work anymore. Right. It doesn't matter. You have a deadline, and the check you're going to expect from the client to receive your work is going to come due, and then you'll pay them the bill. No, it's going to come tomorrow. Well, no. No, no,
1: no. Adobe's opening a financing arm. They're going to do, uh, like, payday
0: loans. <laughs> That's where it's going to you go. Need to use,
1: ad- you need to use Photoshop today. All right, but it's going to cost you double.
0: Tell our listeners Bob Levitas where they can find more of your stuff. More
1: of my stuff at BobLevitas.com, at uh, cron.com, the Houston Chronicle, and coming soon to the macobserver.com.
0: Bob Levitus, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene.
8: America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade.
0: We are. The GCN Radio Network.
19: are you still a traditional smoker
4: Wouldn't it be nice to have one product that replaces more than 10, saving you space, time, and money? HempUSA.org has a complete full-spectrum vitamin mineral detox formulation called Micro Plant Powder Gold. Micro Plant Powder Gold contains 101 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and iodine, has a 100-year shelf life, and is a perfect addition to any storage shelter. Make Micro Plant Powder Gold your choice. Call 888-910-4367 or visit HempUSA.org today.
15: We are the people
20: Springtime is sale time at Herbal Healer Academy. Current customers know this is the time to save big and stock up at HerbalHealer.com. New customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Right now, Herbal Healer's spring specials include our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale. CoQ10 with Hawthorne, colon enhancer, sea cucumber, super femme and super male plex, plus glucosamine chondroitin, our best Selling liquid CalMag vitamin D and our colloidal minerals all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. And Herbal Healer also offers certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on to our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy at HerbalHealer.com.
12: What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to The Tech Night Owl,
0: live with Gene Steinberg. We have Dan Berg from Laptop Magazine joining us. And as we talk, Dan, welcome to the show first.
21: Thank you very much.
0: Your online editor, Avram Pilch, is going to be traveling to Taiwan this weekend? Yeah, he is what is that about boy he's so lucky he just travels everywhere he's a world traveler
21: yeah exactly well they got the uh, computex going on there which is the big trade show so there's a bunch of exciting stuff that's going to be coming up in the next week
0: okay of course apple won't be there so who cares
21: <laughs> that's exactly
0: what i'm thinking and that's why i'm not going it'd be fun <laughs> to go to taiwan i think i'd like it i wouldn't like checking into the security lines
21: yeah, yeah. I heard they're pretty uh, intense in terms of just making sure everybody's uh, safe, healthy, uh, everything like that. Now, your editor over there, mm-hmm. this, I guess, is ahead of the
0: All Things D event.
21: No, no, no. He he just uh, had the article of what, what he would have asked if he was doing the uh, All Things D event. All right.
0: So, yeah. Mark Spoonhour, mm-hmm. he's the editor-in-chief at Laptop. At Laptop, yeah. This is after the All Things D session, Mm -hmm. and maybe you'll agree with me, we'll get into that in a moment, Yeah, yeah. that really Kara Swisher and Walt Mossberg don't really ask very deep questions. They're very shallow questions, and Tim Cook, knowing that we'll ask shallow questions, has his standard boilerplate answers.
21: It's very formula, yeah. you, You can kind of guess exactly what he's going to say before he says it, that's for sure. So,
0: for example, I'll give you an example of this. You know that the last time he was asked about Apple TV in the future, he was talking about, we have a lot of interest in this. Now he says a grand division. <laughs> and what's the difference? Yeah. It's a distinction without a difference. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So let's look at this really quickly here. If we bring up these eight questions. Now, what Mark did here is, after hearing this event and agreeing with me probably that the questions were pretty lame, mm-hmm. he came up with eight questions.
21: Yeah, eight of his own questions that he would have asked if he were sitting there. And there, There's some really good questions in here, too, because Tim Cook didn't really go into any details about anything important, you know? Of
0: course, would he? I mean, they used to say yeah. Apple will not comment on future products. Mm-hmm. So well, let's look at the questions, okay? Yeah, go for it. All right. So one, you could look at the questions mm-hmm. and read them, but I'll just look at the first one. Mm-hmm. Since you've taken the helmet Apple... Critics have said that you're more of an operations guy than an innovator. So you'd ask, what innovations have you come up with? Mm -hmm. So what do we think he'd answer? I kind of think he'd say, we have got this incredibly innovative team. Apple has never been one guy. We've got a team. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you look at our team. We've got Jonathan Ive and all these brilliant engineers, and they're still turning out the great stuff.
21: Mm -hmm. But back when Steve Jobs was at the helm, I doubt that any single person would have had that answer. They would say that Apple is Steve Jobs, he is the figurehead, and he is the one doing the innovating. So it's kind of taking a completely different stance now than it ever has been. And it's kind of true, like all the innovations that have happened since uh, Tim Cook has really – been at the lead have been incremental. I mean, the, the iPad Mini, uh, all the new iPods—they've just been incremental steps up, and they've they've been important and they've been good and they've been great products. I don't think anybody's really arguing that, but the real innovation hasn't occurred yet, and everyone's just kind of still holding their breath, waiting for something.
0: You have to bear in mind also, though, that these products, anything that's coming out the first three or four years after Steve Jobs' death was approved by him. Mm -hmm. The other thing to bear in mind, too, is that Apple doesn't come up with a great innovation every year. You had the iPod in 2001. The iPhone came out six years later. The iPad three years after that.
21: Mm -hmm. So it's not that Apple does this every year. Although I understand the critics saying that. Well, I think what people are just really looking for is a sign that Apple is still there and still strong. So as soon as you lose the main figurehead of your company, people are really just looking for verification that uh, things are still going well and that the innovation will happen to, to have the main leader kind of leave the position as had happened and then kind of only incremental changes happen then. It's not a matter of fact that it's just okay, well Apple doesn't always come out with innovation. It's the people want that one innovation product so that they're they're reassured that Apple hasn't lost it. Being then
0: that Tim Cook has to prove himself. Yeah, basically. He has to prove he's a product guy, even Mm -hmm. though he managed the supply chain that he could shepherd a company with lots of creative people well we'll have to see what happens at wwdc i'm going to ask your feelings about that for a moment number two was a question about
21: mobile payments Mm -hmm. and i mean if we're looking at mobile payments and google wallets uh nobody's really using it and it's not catching on and yet apple still released I, it's not a mobile payments, but a mobile wallet of sorts in Passbook. And again, that it just, it's not catching on. So the question that Mark Spoonauer asked was um, what have we learned from Passbook and w- what do you think you could do to improve mobile payments? And that's a really telling question because there's been nothing happening and there's been absolutely no consumer pickup for either company. It may be that's something their Apple has to
0: continue to work on. They don't have NFC. Maybe they will with the next mm-hmm. iPhone. What mm-hmm. about Bitcoin? Have you played with that at all?
21: I played with it a little bit. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Tell our
0: listeners here because yeah. it, it makes very little sense to me. It's a virtual payment system. Yeah. It, but is there a f- fixed value? Or if I have, you know, 12 Bitcoins, but tomorrow they're worth 10 times more than today, but the day after
21: mm-hmm. that they're worth less? Yeah, it's kind of a complicated system. The best way to kind of think about Bitcoin is you have currencies that are backed by different things. The first thing it can be backed by is by a commodity, so like gold. So you have uh, a currency and that can be exchanged one for one for gold. The second thing is something that's going to be backed by a government or by politics. So like the Federal Reserve and the dollar that we have now, that's going to be backed by uh, a political organization. Bitcoin is something completely different because rather than being backed by a commodity or a government, it's going to be backed by mathematics and it's going to be backed by computers. So you have a bunch of different computers that are working on different algorithms of different complexity and it's kind of that system as well as supplying in demand that's kind of uh fluctuating the price for bitcoin
0: but shouldn't stability be important here i mean if you're going to depend well, on anything to be your monetary system
21: yeah uh, there's well no yeah there's a there's,
0: a, there's a, obviously there's a variation
21: yeah and especially at the beginning of a currency is when you see like the rise like i mean if you're looking at the euro then that picked up and now it's kind of going down that they, they fluctuate wildly and i think that the fact that bitcoin has been up and down is not necessarily uh a cue that it's going to fail or that it's not as good as some of these other currencies. I just think it's the natural fluctuations of a a new currency on the market. So does Apple embrace Bitcoin? What does Apple do? I don't think Apple is going to embrace Bitcoin yet. That might be in the future, but once it's definitely established a bit more, because Bitcoin is, is so new right now that you're just barely seeing some people starting to talk about it so i think it's got to be much more widely used widely accepted before apple's even going to touch it or look at it even
0: well i tried signing up with a bitcoin service but sort of Mm -hmm. sat there and i said what am i doing with this and Mm -hmm. i have to look for something that is more consistent question number three Mm -hmm. is all about apple and gaming Mm -hmm. now he was asked about the Apple TV in the living room. This is what Tim Cook talked about. Of course, he didn't give you any answers except that the Apple TV has sold 13 million units since it came Mm -hmm. out, 6 million of which were in the last year. And other surveys have shown that it dominates the set-top box market Mm -hmm. separate from your gaming consoles. So should Apple get in the gaming console game or have the games (laughs) as they are now on the iPhone and
21: iPad? As of thus far, Apple has proved that they know absolutely nothing about gaming. And, and that's kind of the take that I would take. And I, I take that because you, you take a look at Game Center and these other products that Apple is releasing to kind of oversee their entire gaming world. And they're just so off and they're pretty much unusable and they're ugly. Ugly? Game Center? Pray tell? I'm not a gamer,
0: but we have more to talk about on this subject and others. We have Dan Berg. He's from Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Ally. Live. Are you tired
8: of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCM Radio Network.
17: Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget.
22: You've seen them on Doomsday Preppers. You've seen them on network television, Shipping Wars, and the History Channel. Now, now, the strongest shelters money can buy are here. Atlas Survival Shelters, made in America from 10-foot diameter galvanized corrugated pipe up to 11 times stronger than square box shelters and built to last up to 200 years. And you won't believe the amenities. Atlas shelters contain microwaves, refrigerators, big screen TVs, water tanks, septic systems, bulletproof hatches, and much more. Virtually everything you have at home, just buried 20 feet deep and bomb-proof. See the amazing Atlas Survival Shelters at Atlas Survival com or call 1 855 4 BUNKER. That's 855 4 BUNKER or Atlas Survival com. Financing now available. Atlas Survival Shelters. Better prepared
4: than scared. 9th Annual Health Freedom Expo returns June 7th through June 9th at the Schaumburg Convention Center in Schaumburg, Illinois. Featuring over 75 world-renowned doctors, activists and experts. Meet Dr. Joel Wallach, author of Dead Doctors Don't Lie, actress and activist Daryl Hannah, famed Dr. Patch Adams, woman's health expert Dr. Joan Borosinko, GMO activist Jeffrey Smith, and renowned natural health doctor Dr. Joseph Mercola. Sample delicious healthy foods, watch award-winning documentaries, attend exciting panel discussions, discover the latest natural health products and be sure to check out the expo hall filled with 200 exhibitors. Don't forget about the new interactive pavilions and receive free screenings. It's all here under one roof for only $20 a day or $45 for the entire 3-day weekend. It costs less than a doctor's visit, but hurry, tickets are going fast. For tickets and info visit healthfreedomexpo.com or call 888-658-3972. The Health Freedom Expo, your one source for total natural health solutions.
5: Hi I'm My name is Stephen Heuer. As a degreed nutritionist, my first priority is for you to get healthy. That won't happen if I make wrong recommendations or cause you to spend money on supplements you don't need. After 20 years working with thousands of products and thousands of people, I know for the most part what does and does not work. One World Whey is the first and only unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows on the market. It retains substances that no other whey protein powder has. These nutritive compounds supply life-giving nutrition. Your body merely needs the right conditions to make great health happen due to low quality foods toxicity and aging having great health is more of an effort than ever one world way is the superfood of the century and when added to your diet it promotes energy detoxification muscle gains fat loss and overall radiant health call 888-988-3325 that's 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com that's one world, You never know what's going to
12: happen next while listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene
0: Steinberg. Dan Berg of Laptop Magazine joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg You're in the Tech Night Owl live. And we've been going through here the eight questions that the editor in chief of Laptop Magazine thought they could have asked tim cook instead everything was softball predictable one about gaming consoles and the point you were raising before we did our break dan Mm -hmm. is that apple doesn't really get gaming
21: yeah Uh, and game center is just pretty much unworkable so how is it unworkable tell me just the user interface and every the way that it handles gaming and like It's very strange to me to kind of symbolize uh, the digital games in terms of like a felt table kind of uh, design and the skeuomorphism that they have there just kind of just embodies the fact that they don't really understand video games. And they have a really, really successful uh, app store. But I think that the successful gaming and the app store more has to do with that they understand how to sell apps, not that they understand gaming. So... I would love to see them kind of tackle a set-top box, but I kind of want more reassurance that they're going to actually create a good product before they actually do that.
0: Wouldn't it just require, though, adding some kind of controller to any existing device and then let the developers do their own thing?
21: Well, that's what Android's... Tried to do, and they have like different Android sticks, and you have the Ouya coming out. And the main issue that they're coming up with is all of the games that thus far have been designed for Android are more designed around touch and designed around the smartphone interface and the tablet interface. And translating that to a big screen is a lot more difficult than I think a lot of people realized. And so you have products like the Ouya, where you get an Android stick and hook it up to your TV, and it's just not a good gaming device and i think apple really wants to avoid any of those perils or that negative user experience so if they were to enter the realm they would create a completely new product and completely new games and none of the games would be interchangeable so they'd be starting from scratch i don't like the xbox one none of the games from the older xbox will work on the new device Mm-hmm. But the Xbox One also has a much larger following and it's much more powerful. Like There's a specific type of gamer that uses that and it's a different kind of consumer than the ones that use Apple products. Apple is going to be much more casual gaming. So basically the Xbox has
0: pedigree. Yeah, definitely. Do you think the traditional gaming market still has that much viability
21: yes i do but i think that it's it's becoming more niche than it has been um you definitely still have uh, a large number of gamers and people that are playing the more hardcore games the campaigns and stuff but i think that uh, the fact that smartphones are in our pockets all the time whether that be apple or android or i guess windows phone eight, if people start developing for that but the fact that People have these gaming devices in their pocket at all time has kind of shifted people around. And I think that the, the generation of uh, people that grew up with video games and playing video games are getting older. They're having families maybe. They're getting into more jobs. that take up more responsibilities. And thus gaming time goes down. It'll be interesting to see because, as we see with Xbox One, the focus on media and television and gaming is just kind of showing that this is a product for an evolving generation rather than what it was before. Cannot be a one-trick pony. Exactly. Fourth
0: question is about removable batteries. Mm -hmm. And we think about, was it the Razer Max, which has a (laughs) huge battery, Mm -hmm. and it's removable. Even Samsung with the Galaxy S4, (laughs) you can take off the battery, Mm -hmm. take it out, after you open the case, maybe some people think the case is kind of cheap, although it doesn't matter if you stick a carrying case around it and you yeah. smartphones it doesn't matter what they look like then okay, should Apple do that? Apple has traditionally not done that, starting with the first iPod in mm-hmm. two thousand one, so now it's twelve years later and Yes, I suppose that Tim Cook could have been asked that question, but
21: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can imagine the answer. the answer. And I, I think that these days most people are okay with not having a removable battery. Having a removable battery is a little bonus or an extra. You might be like, oh, that's kind of nice. This has a removable battery. But I don't think it's a selling point anymore. And at the pace of technological innovation these days anyway, that by the time you'd want to either get a new battery or be sick of it, there's going to be a new device out there that you want to get anyway. I think Apple would look more into getting more life out of the battery. Yeah, me too. Because battery
0: technology, we're still using old battery technology. And in the test labs, there are a lot more things. Let's look at the next question here. And this one is really about whether in advertising their stuff, the iPhone and the iPad, whether Apple's being too warm and fuzzy and whether they should be like the old Mac versus PC ads, more hard hitting against the competition.
21: Yeah, well Apple's been struggling a lot with their advertising ever since uh jobs when Tim Cook kind of took over. The the first ads were the I remember one being in an airplane where somebody's like, I don't know how to do something, and then there was a Mac expert that kind of rushed to help out, and those ads were just a big flop. And I feel like Apple is still kind of struggling to gain their voice. But I also think that right now Apple is in a unique position that they weren't in Uh, in previous years, and that they're on top. And I feel like the ads where it was I'm a Mac and I'm a PC were kind of more playful and more hard-hitting because they needed to be, and they were still kind of claiming uh, their throne at the top. And at this point, they're on the top, so they can just do whatever they want and be like, hey, the iPhone takes great pictures, whereas it's the other companies that need to be really defending themselves and kind of bashing the other companies. So Apple is going to take the high road again. That's the way. I I think they're in a position to, at this point, they, they have the quality product that is the standard. And there's still people are talking about like an iPhone killer, an iPad killer. And yeah, they're, they're in the position to do that. So they might as well. Well, there's this ad now for windows eight
0: tablets. Mm -hmm. And it's been shown that they're very misleading. Mm-hmm. You're aware of that. So uh, Microsoft has invariably pulled stuff. And I think one is to show the screen size difference between the... And they got pl- the aspect ratio wrong. Well, it wasn't like, the aspect ratio. It was, it was more like the f- relative size of the two. So you have a 10.1-inch okay. screen with a widescreen aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And so it is horizontally so deep. Mm-hmm. But if you have a four three aspect ratio, which is like standard aspect ratio, if you lay it horizontally, it's going to be much deeper. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they reduced the size of the iPad screen to be the same as a 10.1-inch Windows 8 tablet, which therefore makes the iPad a lot smaller when, in fact, the total screen real
21: estate is more because it's got yeah. more horizontal space. That's where they were deceptive. Well, when you're manipulating the facts like that and being um, kind of is just deceitful. It, it's kind of a sign that you're scared and yet you feel like, you yeah, I got something to fight against. It, it's, it's kind of telling that this happened, I feel. And, and I think it's a good thing for Apple.
0: Well, when you think about the fact that only three people are buying windows tablets,
2: yeah, windows that too, tablets that that's too. gotta be
0: it. Okay. Question <laughs> six was about whether Apple has the right product mix for the education market. Now you'll notice This happened this week. Apple cut the price of the non-retina display MacBooks Mm -hmm. by $100 for the educational market. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're listening.
21: Yeah, it's still not coming anywhere close to the Chromebooks. Um, At the same time, the Chromebook doesn't come anywhere close to the quality of a Mac. It's interesting because... Apple is definitely the product that students are buying. And when you go to colleges or you go to cafes, even like you see everybody out there is or a lot of the people are having Macs. They don't have the Chromebooks, but Google is in a really great position to take the education market despite apple trying a couple of years ago they had their big textbook conference where they announced the iBooks and the big textbook initiative on there but at the same time they're just not making their devices as affordable as some of the other products and the fact that the education market doesn't have a huge budget to to spend on apple products and that really needs to be taken into account
0: well maybe that was the first approach there yeah we could see question seven actually i think he answered part of already Mm -hmm. which is people say the ipad is a consumption device and apple apparently wants people to use it as a content creation device and it said here and what device do you use most to get real work done well tim cook said already he uses his ipad Mm -hmm. so that question is kind of answered already yeah in terms on this and are you down i think he's answered that one too where he was asked where mark is asking him are you still down on the tablet notebook hybrid devices and he's kind of expressed that point in the past that you know you can't combine a refrigerator with a toaster oven yeah that's the refrigerator toaster oven argument so question seven tim cook was not asked during the session with kara swisher and walt mossberg but he did answer it we'll have more answers from dan berg of laptop magazine i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night How live
15: How would you like to
14: have normal blood
15: pressure?
20: This is Ernesto from Illinois. I had my doctor's appointment yesterday and I got my labs in. My HDL is 119L and my LDL is 37L. My doctor asked what I was doing to lower it so much, so I told her about HB extract.
14: Millions of people, like Ernesto, are suffering from high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, and clogged arteries. But now there's an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation Heart and Body Extract.
20: My blood pressure has not gone past 125 over 80
14: in almost a month. Experience amazing benefits when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract.
20: did a double take when she looked at my er labs she
8: couldn't believe
14: it order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 that's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 thank you heart and body extract
7: welcome back to the tech night out live where you never know what's going to happen next and now here's gene steinberg
0: Denberg of Laptop Magazine joining us for the first time, and we know it won't be his last. He's a very knowledgeable young man. We're talking right now about the eight questions that should have been asked at the All Things D D11 conference of Tim Cook. Instead, the people from All Things D, which is owned by the Wall Street Journal, which is therefore owned by Fox, (laughs) the same people who own Fox News and Rupert Murdoch, asked these softball questions. Okay. So this is the eighth question, the final question. Steve Jobs sat on this stage in 2010. That was one of the next to last appearance before all things D and told us that Apple was really good at picking technologies in their springs. At the time, he was referring to why Apple was abandoning flash. So where is Apple placing its big bets now? Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of think he hinted at answers by having a grand vision about TV.
21: Yeah, I, I think you answered that. part of it. They still haven't done anything with TV. And, and I think that's what everybody's waiting for. And it's something that we continue to talk about. I, I really hope that something comes of this rather than it just fading off over the years and people, I guess, getting less and less interested. Because the thing that I thought was most interesting that Tim Cook said during the talk was that people are just bored. Like, it's not compelling to use a television. And I think that's really telling because how can you make television viewing compelling and i i think that the fact that he used that kind of phrasing and wording to talk about television use kind of hints at what they might be planning and doing in the future well the thing here about tv is if you don't add lots of devices this has been my
0: impression and we can talk about it <laughs> mm-hmm. it's no big deal you turn it on you turn on your set-top box and you go through the channels and watch what you want Mm -hmm. now what i can see and engage your predictions about that dan is that with your current tv you're dealing with not so much the content but the Mm -hmm. channel number yeah so you go by channel number to find your content and yes you have these clumsy search capabilities well just show me the stuff that's premium or search out all the stuff that's sci-fi or drama that's what they do but right now where you see a problem and you can tell me as a much younger guy (laughs) what problems you have with your tv what i see is the multiple device it's not just channel centricity it is i've got the blu-ray player i've got the gaming console i've got the apple tv i've got the surround sound and every time i switch from one to the other. I have to pray I point them right, even if I'm using a universal remote control instead of having, you know, 10 different remote controls. If I don't point them right, they miss one. And then you got to go through this whole thingamajig to get to them. So managing multiple devices and 300 channels is difficult.
21: What's your impression? I agree. And I feel like television just isn't as compelling anymore in general like i have not had a cable for years and years now and i I do all of my media watching through just a roku box that i have attached to my television and and through that i can watch netflix and there's hulu and uh, i also have the service aereo which is live over the air streaming broadcast of television um all the free channels which i use all the time but I'm waiting for a compelling reason to switch back to cable because, like you said, there's just no seamless way to deal with everything. I think that the answer is going to lie in an app for either the iPhone or or either for a smartphone or for a tablet. In Apple's case, obviously, the iPhone or the iPad. And I think the issue with all the apps that are out right now is they try to emulate a remote control, which... Like you said, it doesn't show any content. It's just the channels is basically all you do with the remote control. So being able to interact with the content and having a seamless experience across all your devices is going to be the answer if we ever get there. Well, you know, it may also be like the
0: file system on a Mac. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is observed as a file that's in a folder, and then you try to find the folder in the file and launch it. Mm-hmm. In iTunes, Apple has abstract the file. It doesn't matter where it is. All you need to do is organize your content. Mm-hmm. So what Apple, I suppose, could do would be to organize all your services by the content you want. Mm-hmm. I want to watch the Avengers movie in 3D. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't care that it has to be in my Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. my 3D Blu-ray player. I know to do that. But that's not the choice I make with an apple tv i just choose the item it will know oh that's the movie that's in your blu-ray player i will switch to that Mm -hmm. in other words take that decision making away from you you want to see arrested development which is a tv show that used to be on network tv it's now on netflix i believe Mm -hmm. yeah i want to watch arrested development Mm -hmm. i don't care where it is i want to watch the current episode so apple tv takes you to netflix or i want to watch the TV show Being Human on Sci Fi Channel. It's kind of on its hiatus now. That's the one where you have the werewolf, the vampire, and the ghost mm-hmm. together, living together in Massachusetts or something. Okay, I want to watch that show. The latest episode. Well, the latest episode is on the Sci Fi Channel on DirecTV or Cox or Time Warner Cable, it makes that decision. What do you think?
21: Well, certain services are already doing that. Roku just released their brand new version of their user interface, which includes a kind of universal search like that. Now, it can't connect to your outside peripheral, so it's not going to connect to your Blu-ray player or anything, but you can search for a specific show or movie, and it'll show you... All the different services that offer it, it'll give you the pricing across like either if it's Netflix or whether it's Amazon Instant Prime, all those different services where you can get it and watch it. It's really convenient and it's great, but there's still something lacking. And whether it's convenient or easy to use a remote control to really search for things or how it can serve you the content that you actually want, it'll be interesting because people are trying. But I think that the actual solution is going to be something beyond that i just don't know what it is yet
0: well apple may know may have the grand vision but we have to see what they have to do, do they have to sign agreements with more content providers yeah I do think they that's have key. to get the hardware in shape and can all this be done with a set-top box or does it require the full tv
21: yeah I, those are the big questions and i think their, their goal is going to be to do it with a set-top box because i'm sure they don't want to get into the big manufacturing of television and with a smartphone it's easy to say okay this is the size that we want to do and we're not going to release a bunch of different sizes or maybe just like the two different sizes and we're going to keep it at that but with a television it's a lot harder to do that and because you're going to have people with different size houses apartments with different size entertainment centers even and really creating one product is nearly impossible. So a a set-top box is going to be their goal and the real innovation is going to be how we interact with that set-top box because remotes are old and outdated and all of the Remote control apps are based on those remotes that are outdated. So I think that's where the key innovation is going to be.
0: I'll tell you, I love to hate my Harmony remote from Logitech. (laughs) I mean, if you point everything right, it's perfect. But just setting it up, the programming, for example, we got a TV set to review here. So I had to change the programming to support the new TV set. Mm -hmm. And it's a popular TV set. You know, they sell millions of copies, so it's not something that should be weird. But it was weird. I had to go through all sorts of hoops. I had to actually contact Logitech, call them up. They tried to charge me $30 because the (laughs) item is out of warranty or something. Uh I went through all these conniptions, and most people, you know, wouldn't bother. They'll say, you know what, I'll take one remote for the set and one remote for the DVR. Mm -hmm. I'll do it that way. So Apple doesn't just have to provide integrated content within Apple TV. They have to realize you're going to have other devices. They're not going to be thrown away. They have to allow you to integrate all those devices seamlessly so you don't have to put up with this crap because it gets to be pretty annoying.
21: I think in Apple's world, there are no other devices. I think they're going to try to create a product that means you don't have to have anything else. I, at least I think that's going to be their goal. And I think that's going to be their grand vision. Whether people actually latch onto that or not is going to be a different question because, I mean, we've invested so much time into all of these other set-top devices. But I think in Apple's world, they're not even going to worry about the Logitech needing the, their kind of thing where they got to communicate with everything under the sun they'll have to communicate with your tv they'll have to mm-hmm. communicate with your
0: surround sound system and with your set-top box at least that's three we have dan berg from laptop magazine i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night How live <laughs>
18: They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237.
23: What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs?
18: Glad you asked. The answer is
16: Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Introducing a 30-day emergency food supply for only $99. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can purchase Oregon Trail Foods one-month supply of high-quality, nutritious, and healthy emergency meals for less than $100. These vegetarian meals are all natural, non-GMO, high in carbs and protein, and are packed with oxygen absorbers in mylar pouches. They take up to 70% less space than number 10 cans, have a 20-year shelf life, and huge portions. Over twice the serving size of some competitors meals. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low by buying direct from producers in Oregon and then pass the savings on to you. Purchase a 30-day 90-serving emergency food supply for only $99 this month and $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Call 541-673-6666 or visit 30dayfoodsupply.com where they make preparedness affordable. 30dayfoodsupply.com Got it? Get it. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com
0: we're speculating about what Apple might do with an Apple TV and what needs they fill. And Dan's theory is that Apple is not going to care about your Blu-ray player or your gaming console. They want to give you an integrated experience, but it still has to be the TV set, the set-top box, and the audio system. It has to be at least three devices to synchronize.
2: The
21: actual television is easy because there's only a set number of uh, little channels or the signals that those run on. The big challenges are going to be the big entertainment center to control the audio and the surround sound and stuff because people like their audio for their entertainment centers. And yeah, other than that, they're just going to ignore everything else because that's what Apple does. And there are lots of different brands for those entertainment centers. You
0: know, it's not like you buy a samsung tv and you buy a samsung audio system or maybe you'll buy the Vizio, maybe you'll buy a z vox mm-hmm. maybe you'll buy any of a thousand different brands of audio equipment mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy and you have to figure out how to support those numbers mm-hmm. so there you go about the tim cook event do you think he said anything else that we should talk about anything at all
21: I thought it was kind of compelling that he had mentioned that there's going to be more upcoming acquisitions than we've seen in the past. I, I don't really have any guesses as to what exactly that's going to mean. But it, it has me excited, especially with the recent Yahoo acquisition of Tumblr and the rumors that Yahoo would also acquire Hulu. It's got me just kind of excited about acquisitions in general. So that, that made me kind of happy to hear.
0: Yes, but Apple tends to really get technologies as opposed Mm -hmm. to full-service companies.
21: Yeah, even then, it's really exciting and telling. Like I I think that I'm probably one of the few people that actually uses Siri. It's funny because I'll use Siri and ask a question or set an alarm or set a reminder here in the office, and everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. But I think that that acquisition was fantastic, and I'm excited to see anything else that might happen and kind of guess as to what that might mean for apple's future products
0: by the way a little siri anecdote here Mm -hmm. nuance has now admitted they supply their technology to apple which is used in siri so there you go that was admitted Mm -hmm. by one of their executives so there you go. So you like Siri. What about
21: Maps? See, I never had any huge problems with Maps, but I will admit that it is definitely an inferior product to Google Maps. But that being said, it's also a much newer product, so I guess I give it more leeway than other people. But uh, definitely, it's not the Maps application that I use.
0: Did you ever notice in using Google Maps, and we're not talking about online, we're talking about on an Android phone, for example, or even uh-huh. on... The iPhone that came out with their version of their mapping program, the first time you run their navigation software, there is a beta warning. Mm -hmm. It is a beta with all sorts of terms and conditions, and you have to accept it. Those terms and conditions say basically, if you get lost or you run your car off a cliff, it's not our fault.
21: (laughs) This is the the challenge that all GPS systems have been facing since they started coming into the mainstream with the ongoing joke being somebody driving into a lake or something because they were just trusting the GPS system too much. And at this point, it's kind of like, hey, this coffee is hot. Be careful. It's one of those warnings they need to say, even though I think it's it's just common sense. And the, the thing that I really worry about with Google is, is Google tracking me everywhere i go and i use google apps personally for all of my stuff and I, I would rather not there's just no other better products out there and if there were i would use that but the the, the tracking and having them have my mapping and all my directions that i use that does make me feel slightly uncomfortable even though i know they're not going to like do anything or, or i don't think they're going to do anything with you it. hope Besides sell it.
0: We'll sell it to somebody else. What about this one question that was asked at the session? Apple was asked, or Tim Cook was asked, does Apple ever plan to produce apps for Android? Mm, Yes, this was interesting. And his response was interesting, which is that there's no religious issue with porting an Apple app to Android.
21: Mm -hmm. Well, we've seen with iTunes, which came to the PC back in the day, that Apple is has been in the past willing to create their applications for other platforms but we also saw from iTunes on Windows that it just creates a really terrible product like it the the iTunes on Windows is a far cry from the iTunes experience on a Mac and i think that what Tim Cook was kind of implying there was that Apple would be happy to create uh, applications for Android but Android isn't in a position to Support a quality product from Apple just because of the the splintering of the ecosystem and the different size for all of the different products and just the the difficulties in designing for that.
0: Give us developers connections.
21: Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and it's and hard I, enough to design for Windows. And by the way, I heard a report, I don't know if you've heard it, where Microsoft supposedly wants Apple to come up with a pure Windows 8 version
21: of itunes and the answer is no yeah i believe that it's in apple's interest to get more people onto their platform but it's even more in their interest to create a seamless user experience that is actually positive because right now there's so many people that are just they are really harsh on apple and really just i'm sure that apple or apple after WWDC, there's just going to be countless articles just complaining about Apple and all that kind of stuff, and it's it, it would be interesting to see if they actually created a, a terrible version of one of their products and actually gave people a real reason to be harsh, you know? Because right now I feel like they're kind of reaching, and Apple wants to avoid actually creating a bad product. And if they did it for a platform that wasn't quite ready for them, that, that's what they would get. They would get a, a half baked app, and Apple doesn't want that.
0: Now I gather you kind of sort of like Windows 8. I do. You are yes, among actually. the three people on the planet
21: who like <laughs> Windows 8. I'm one of the three people that actually likes Windows 8. Mm-hmm. Tell us why. I. Well, I really, first of all, appreciate that they're actually doing something different. When you're taking a look at Android versus iOS, you can see Google just outright copied uh, Apple's system, but Windows 8 is completely different and the design of it uh, is all flat design, which as we know, Johnny Ive is going to be changing the entire uh, iOS interface with the new version, a lot more flat design, which in turn is going to look a lot more, a lot more like windows eight. Yeah. I think the new version of iOS is going to be a lot more based on flat design, which in turn is going to copy a lot of the style of windows eight. And, I really appreciate that they tried something new with the tiles interface, and I don't actually hate it. And once you do learn the gestures, it's, it's a compelling product, but I think that it's a really hard sell. But I think that the the people that Windows 8 is trying to kind of get onto their platform are going to be... Uh, the younger generation, the ones that aren't talking on the blogs now, complaining about Windows 8, they're the people that are going to be growing up with this platform and growing up with all the gesture controls. And so, like Microsoft was saying, that the gestures are going to be second nature to a lot of people. Because once you get the gestures down, it, it's a pretty good interface. I mean,
2: navigating... The problem
0: is the, problem is the learning curve. We have Dan Berg yeah. from... Laptop Magazine joining us, I'm Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night How Live. America's
8: number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade.
0: We are the GCN Radio Network. Folks, you'll want to hear this. No matter what size your business, people don't take you seriously unless you have a professional-looking website. You can empower your business with a stunning online presence, and it's free. Join over 30 million people who have built their websites with Wix. Once again, it's completely free, it requires absolutely no design or coding skills. Want to know more? Check out wix.com. That's W I X. Radio
13: If you love pineapple as much as I do, I've got some great news for you. You're going to love this offer from Freeze-Dry Guy. For the month of May, Freeze-Dry Guy is offering the finest quality freeze-dried pineapple, a case of six number 10 cans yielding 114 servings at a special introductory price. First quality freeze-dried pineapple grown and packed with nothing added. This healthy treat works wonders with salad. It's great for snacking, hiking, hunting, camping, and for. To your food storage program. And please note that Freeze Dry Guy's foods will store on your shelf for decades. Order now and get free shipping to your front door within the lower 48 states. This special introductory price is good until May 31st. For more information and a free complete product list, go to FreezeDryGuy.com or phone 866 404 3663. FreezeDryGuy.com 866 404 3663.
24: It's time to get real.
13: It's time to prepare.
24: Economic collapse. Social unrest. Natural disasters. Government takeover. UN takeover. Are you ready? 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 Get ready at the Social Prepper Trade Show in Dalton, Georgia, June 6th, 7th, and 8th. Three massive days to learn self-reliance and emergency preparedness. Exhibitors ranging from survival, solar, power, food, protection, guns, ammo, disaster preparation products, hunting, and much more. Seminars by Dr. Wallach, Robert Henry, Raymond Blake Hogshead, Trish Deer, Sandy Hall, Rick Austin, Survivor Jane, and more of our nation's experts on survival and preparedness. Don't miss the Social Prepper Prepper Trade Show, June 6th through 8th, Dalton, Georgia. For discount tickets, prize raffle, and info, go to socialprepper.com. Enter code GCN for 50% online ticket discount purchase. The Social
14: Prepper Trade Show,
24: presented in part by GCN.
14: Your home alarm works after an intruder is inside your home, but real home security begins before intruders enter. Burglaries and home invasions are at an all-time high, and crime is skyrocketing in rural and suburban areas. 85% of break-ins are through a door, and police response is often greater than 20 minutes. You can't afford to wait that long. Stop burglars with police-tested and recommended Easy Armor from Armor Concepts. Easy Armor keeps intruders out. It's barely visible and installs easily. Easy Armor reinforces a door's weak points comes in three colors and is guaranteed to stop kick-ins get easy armor now and get peace of mind order by calling 888-58-ARMOR that's 888-582-7667 or go to easyarmor.net. spelled easy a-r-m-o-r.net special offer only available to gcm listeners ask about it when you call for your easy armor today from armor concepts ultimate door security made easy
12: What are you listening to? The Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know.
0: We have Dan Berg of Laptop Magazine joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in The Tech Night Owl Live. As you gather here, he feels that once you get used to the Windows 8 interface, he'll take to it. And maybe Microsoft tried too hard to move people into a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. Now, there's going to be a Windows 8.1, code Blue. It's going to be out later this year. Mm-hmm. And I guess the cat is out of the bag. It's going to have some sort of start menu, not yes. 100% like the old one, but something <laughs> that people could use, a default setting if you want to use it to boot to the desktop so you don't have to go through the interface.
2: Mm -hmm.
21: And I think those are both great decisions for the operating system, although it's kind of funny to see them take the few steps back when in reality, when Windows 8 was first coming out, they were saying that they would never actually do something like that. But I think that a lot of people are used to the desktop experience. And so Microsoft was wrong to completely take that away from people. I just
0: wonder what kind of focus group testing they did, because Microsoft does focus group testing. And who said, I want Windows 8? It's not whether you can get used to it. And I grant Mm that I understand how to navigate with it. I just really don't care that much. Mm -hmm. The fact is that Microsoft, knowing that most of their customers are businesses, Mm -hmm. businesses want predictability, they want long-term game plans, they're not going to embrace this. So Microsoft wants the kids. They tried that with the Zune, it didn't work.
21: Yeah, that, that's very true. And in terms of alienating their business clients, Windows 8 definitely does that. And Windows 8 is kind of a joke. Uh, people don't want it. So it's, it's interesting that this new Windows Blue update is going to bring back a lot of the features that people miss from older versions of Windows. But I still don't think that the tiles interface is going to be going anywhere Uh anytime soon. Some people think
0: it's like the new Coke. Remember the new Coke? Mhm. A totally different <laughs> recipe. No one asked for a totally different recipe. Mm-hmm. They bring it out and people drink it and say I want my old Coke.
21: Mhm. They're going to have Windows Classic. They're going to bring it
0: back. Right. <laughs> we have Coke Classic. We have Windows Classic and that's where it goes. It's got to taste like the real thing. If it's not the real thing, that's Pepsi. Is a mm-hmm. real thing. I forget all that stuff. You know, I don't keep track of it. All right. Back to WWDC. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have WWDC. We've got about a Coming segment. up soon. Are you going or someone from Laptop going?
21: Uh, I believe Mark is going to be going. Yeah, our editor-in-chief. Sure. We'll
0: have Mark on probably and have him do kind of a point on this thing. Okay. So we expect, for example, the simplification or the smoothness or the flattening of iOS 7. A lot of that's mm-hmm. in rumors, but we kind of expect with a minimalist designer... That's going to be what's going to happen. But if you're looking at iOS 7, what would you hope that Apple does? It's not just making the look a little bit simpler. What would you hope they would improve? I think one thing, of course, we can talk about is better multitasking, especially on iPad. Yeah. Being able to run more than one app at the same time on the same screen.
21: Yeah. uh, Just... I think that the real limitations with multitasking right now is creating a seamless experience in both apps that you're running. And so if Apple is able to improve the processor enough to support that and then reinventing the way that multitasking is handled, that would be fantastic because as much as people have put up with the single tasking thus far, I know that a lot of people would prefer to like have email open and be able to check that while they uh, search for something online and uh, being kind of
0: sort of does that already. It's not that I think it's, it's more of being able to run apps side by side, or if you're running pages, for Mm -hmm. example, and Tim cook wants to tell you the iPads, a productivity device. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what he uses. That's his primary computer, he tells you. Whether to believe him or not, I don't know.
21: Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. Okay, he says the iPad is
0: his primary computer. Maybe he speaks in short, pithy sentences. I don't know. (laughs) But the point being here is if you're using Pages, you want to be able to open two documents at once. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to maybe jump from one app to another without the suspension moment. So their multitasking is very limited.
21: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I would like to see them improve. I think that the reason why that they have it like that, where they have the, the task bar at the bottom that kind of shows all your running apps and you switch to it through there. I think the reason why they continue to do that is because the user experience would be more choppy if they had two apps running side by side. And so that's what I'm hoping they do is they improve their experience enough to be able to reinvent that sort of interface for multitasking.
0: I have to tell you this. I have a Samsung Galaxy S4 here, which has a multiple Windows feature. Uh-huh. And it causes things to become sluggish. And this yeah. is
21: supposedly the most powerful smartphone on the planet. Exactly. And Apple isn't going to release a product that does that. I mean, whether you agree with that or not, some people will say, I want to do what I want to do. And if it's going to be sluggish, that's just the way that it is. I'm okay with that. But Apple doesn't want that. And so that's why Apple does multitasking the way that they do. Um, And like I said, I prefer it to be different. I would like to run two apps simultaneously, side by side. But I understand that they don't quite want to do that yet. Well, think of it this way.
0: Take a Mac 2CI from 1989. You could run a couple of apps side by side, and the performance was pretty good. I think Apple could figure it out. Yeah, well, maybe they will. What else would you like to see fixed or changed iOS
21: like? I would love for them to do some sort of mobile payments. We were talking a little bit earlier about Google Wallet and Apple's Passbook and how nobody quite has it yet. Uh, I don't think that NFC is going to be the answer, but I would love to see some sort of innovation in that space. And I would love to be able to ditch my wallet and i think a lot of people are also on that same page and we've been seeing the uprise in popularity of iphone cases that are also wallets and i think the next natural step is going to be putting your wallet in your phone like they're already doing overseas in other countries i worry about security though yeah uh, that's definitely a big concern and that's one of the reasons why we don't have that yet but if, if there was a way to make it secure that would be great. Of course, Apple does have access to fingerprint
0: technology now. They bought a company with Mm -hmm. that. So maybe that's it right there, that if you have Passport become this ultimate payment system.
2: Mm -hmm.
21: That would be fantastic. But I I don't think we're going to see anything related to the fingerprint scanner at WWDC, because Apple is definitely going to hold off on any sort of Mobile hardware like iPhone or iPad for their own event because those are the big flagship devices. We might see some stuff around Mac, but I think that the real exciting stuff is going to come from the the software and possibly getting a glimpse at uh, iOS 7.
0: What about OS 10? Now, what name, what cat (laughs) can Apple choose? They're running out of cats. Now, of course, Bob Levitis says he wants to have Bobcat, and I have a bet with him that if they use bobcat i'll travel down to austin texas of course Mm -hmm. i'll bill it to him (laughs) and i'll buy him lunch Mm -hmm. but i think i'm gonna win it's not gonna be bobcat
21: what cats are left Uh, i i honestly don't know maybe apple's going to completely ditch cats altogether um just move on to something new just like in terms of the new iPhone and what is going to be—is it going to be, is it going to be the uh, iPhone 6? Is it going to be the iPhone 5S? I think pretty soon they're going to ditch the numbers there and go for a different naming convention because uh, how long can it really go on? And like you said, how many more cats are there and what would the next kind of naming convention say about the operating system?
0: Will Apple have another cat name? I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, I put it to you and I take it from you again. Has Apple run out of the names of cats? Well, no, on the 10th of June Mm -hmm. at the keynote for the Worldwide Developers Conference, where Apple will unveil OS X, probably 10.9, and iOS 7. In our final segment with Dan Berg of Laptop Magazine, we'll ask him to do some more speculating about the next Mac operating system version. We have so much more to come and talk about. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're on the Tech Night Out Live.
8: Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network.
17: Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget.
19: Are you still a traditional (laughs) smoker?
4: wouldn't it be nice to have one product that replaces more than 10 saving you space time and money hempusa.org has a complete full spectrum vitamin mineral detox formulation called micro plant powder gold micro plant powder gold contains 101 vitamins minerals probiotics and iodine has a 100 year shelf life and is a perfect addition to any storage shelter make micro plant powder gold your choice call 888-910-4367 or visit hempusa.org today
15: we are the people
23: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart a birth certificate, and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally, and it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG.
12: You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg.
0: You never know what's going to happen next. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night live with Dan Berg of Laptop Magazine. WWDC speculation, new iOS, possibly flatter, smoother, simpler design. Some new features. We'd like to see better multitasking both of us, especially on an iPad, where you have the screen real estate to run those multiple documents you want to do it. Okay, OS ten. What do you change?
21: that's going to be the big question and with the last update of the operating system we saw a lot a much bigger move towards some of the stuff that was implemented in iOS so you're getting the mobile components coming to the desktop operating system and and something that I would like to see is even further integration between all of my different devices because I have a MacBook Air and I have an iPhone as well as an iPad and just Being able to seamlessly go from one device to another, whether that be through chatting like iMessages or just the entire experience still feels kind of separate. And and finding a way to bring those together and that that could involve improving iCloud because right now that's kind of a not as good experience. And improving iCloud and just bringing some more of those features to every single device. What would you like to see change or improve in iCloud? Well, right now, I, I would like to have more control over what what happens because right now it's just this invisible cloud that sometimes will update my apps one place or another. And it, I still, I don't have the confidence in the system. Like if I delete something somewhere, I'm not sure whether that's going to delete from all of my devices or where it's going to update or it's kind of elusive to me how exactly it works. So having more confidence in the system, just knowing how it's going to behave with my files because my files are everything and I've lost documents and I've had external hard drives crash with a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm really, I've been turning to the cloud as a backup service and I use Backblaze currently, but I also use like iCloud to sync files from all of my devices to each other. And I I just don't trust iCloud the same way that I trust other services. And I'm looking for that. I, I want that update and I want Apple to fix that.
0: Well, of course, the way we look at files on your Mac, it's the same way we looked at files in 1984. Yeah, that's true. And the file system, HFS Plus, is an outgrowth of the original file system, and here we are in 2013. So Mm -hmm. would you like to see a simplification or a change of the way we react to files?
21: Well, it would be interesting to reinvent, or not reinvent, but kind of reimagine the way that files are held. And I think that a lot of the apps are trying to do that in terms of not saving them on the computer even but saving them onto the cloud but i i don't think that we're quite ready for that yet just because we've seen the sort of drama surrounding devices that are quote-unquote always on and always connected and the issues that those that arises from that and when you start like say storing files on the cloud or, or doing something other that's like that you're you're going to have to assume that people are going to have reliable internet connections which isn't always the case these days
0: and you have to assume the cloud is reliable and anytime you see an apple email outage yeah or even I, hear about outages from gmail or even hear about outages from for example amazon uh-huh how do you trust the cloud anymore and you trust your local hard drive
21: Exactly and and I do trust my local hard drive, and that's something that like I know that whether the internet goes out or anything, if it, the file is going to be there, and I just don't have that same confidence with any online system right now, like I use it for backup, uh, and I do keep that kind of stuff, but I don't use it for my main files, you know, and I, I like having them
0: well, possibly the best way is to do an abstract, which is your files are always available locally or in the cloud so you don't have to worry about that distinction you know if you're accessing a local hard drive it's there if you have a backup drive it's there if you have cloud access it's there you shouldn't have to worry about that should you
21: Yeah, but those systems can be extremely complicated in terms of, okay, if I make changes on one device and another device at the same time, which changes get saved? And that gets into the issues of version control and which one's right and whether something's a copy or not. And I think that that's what they're trying to do with uh, iCloud and some of these other services that kind of… keep all of your files on all of your devices. But there's a lot of complications there. And I think that the technology still has a long way to go.
0: So iCloud, although it has, what, 200 million users, it's a huge work in progress.
21: Yeah, it has 200 million users because Apple forces everybody to use it. It's not something that people are opting into. It's just there and it happens. So um, I I think that they, they definitely need to improve it, especially if they're forcing everybody to use it. Developers are complaining about the third-party hooks,
2: mm-hmm.
0: about saving files to the cloud. And even when you open a new file, you're almost invariably having it default to the cloud when, no, I got the local hard drive. I don't want to deal with this. What else can Apple do with OS X? I,
21: I would love to see uh, a redesign. Uh, i Thus far, all of the iterations to the way that the file system works and the way that the user interface looks have been incremental. But uh, I think that the upcoming changes with the flat design with their mobile operating system has made me really itching to get some sort of new look for the desktop, something a lot less skeuomorphic and more flat and kind of design friendly, like I know Apple uh, likes to do and tends to do.
0: So what are they going to do in terms of consistency? Maybe that's a big issue, too. Mm-hmm. The consistency of the OS, the fact that with OS 10, because you have the morphism, some apps look one way, some look the other way, and you want everything to be as closely aligned as possible because that gets you away from the Microsoft mistake, which is to make everything look different and confuse everybody. You want things to integrate. You want to know when you do something it's predictable from here to there and back again.
21: Yeah, definitely. And a- Apple's all about the seamless experience across all of their devices. And I mean, for app developers developing for the App Store, you got the the iOS Human Interface Guidelines, which is the 218-page document that says exactly how the apps have to look in order to get accepted into the App Store. And it'll be interesting for me to see if there is a design change for the mobile operating system whether that also means there's going to be a design change for the desktop because i know apple likes to create that seamless experience and it would be quite jarring to go from one complete style on mobile to uh, a completely different style an old style on the desktop especially when their trend recently has been to make the two platforms more alike rather than different
0: of course if it's too much alike It's an operating system meant to be accessed with a tap as opposed to a point and click.
21: Yeah, which, if it's too much alike, then it's Windows 8, right? Right, and look where that went. Yeah, exactly. The the train
0: wreck of the century, the new Coke of the century.
21: Yeah, despite me liking it, I I still would call it that, yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, now we know that Apple is going to build a new Mac in Texas this year, Mm, spending $100 million. Do you think it's the Mac Pro?
21: I hope it's the Mac Pro. There's been a lot, a lot of speculation about that, and I, I think that it very much—I think that's a distinct possibility. Mostly because the Mac Pro is their big high-end, like the professional, the 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 big enchilada for Apple, and I think that having the little stamp on there, made in the USA, and and being able to do that is definitely going to add. Uh, a lot of value to that product and i also think that they'll too be able to charge even more for it and i think that the sort of consumer that is going to be buying a mac pro is going to be willing to pay that premium so yeah i think that's a pretty good possibility okay danberg tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff yeah, you can find me uh, at laptopmag.com and uh, follow me on Twitter, and my username is Danberg, D-A-N-N-B-E-R-G. You can find us on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. That's TechNightOwl at
0: Twitter. Check out our web portal, TechNightOwl.com, and we've got that wild and wacky other radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called the Paracast. At paracast.com, paracast.com. And this weekend, we talk about UFO abductions. Have you been captured by ET? We'll talk about that. Dan Berg, thanks for joining us on The Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me.
24: The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.